0: Sorry about that, guys. Uh, my computer is uh, the worst, and uh, I was kind of worried about that when I signed up for this, but I can do it on my phone. As I have to get to the questions now, but uh, let's see. Um, yeah, so Scott Lawton. You guys just tell me how you feel about Scott Law, especially if you're somebody who isn't the big Scott Lawton fan. Uh, I want to hear why you aren't his biggest fan. And also... Just kind of where, but because like, I, I pitched for him to play third line center, which isn't—I don't think—is asking a ton. on Scott Law a guy who was able to drive play and put up 10 goals in limited ice time. I don't think the jump to 3C would be that terrible. Uh, but there's a lot of backlash towards it, and it seems like some people are just not a big Scott Law fans. So that uh, I also want to talk about the, the Tom Wilson contract, which I'll look up the terms of that real quick. Um, the things I'll say about Tom Wilson are he's definitely a hockey player I mean he's in the NHL it's kind of hard to argue that um, pretty much all I can really say positive about Tom Wilson uh, I don't know yeah it's what is it six years yeah six years with a cap hit of five point one six six million which um I mean that's that's good money if you can get it, especially for not doing anything at the NHL level. So I mean, props to him. I, th- I mean, for a guy that's played most of his career in the in the top six with the Ovechkin, and to only I think his career high was thirty five points on his page now. Yeah, he had thirty five points this year, which is his career high. Um, sure, I mean as a Flyers fan, I would let the Capitals give him that that contract any day of the week. That's Tom did get a homer contract. (laughs) Yeah, that is um yeah, that's that's a that's a home groom ass contract. That's that's a pretty bad contract. Especially for considering the Caps were just in the situation where they it looked like they weren't gonna be able to bring back Carlson and kinda keep a lot of the team they had intact that just won. And they, they had the trade Grubauer, which isn't isn't the worst thing in the world, and they somehow got um, somebody to take the Brooks of or Warpick contract. So they got kind of lucky to get out of that situation, and now they're going to give guys like Tom Wilson this kind of contract. To, I mean, if they wanted to, I mean, I don't care. They can put themselves in a bind again. That's fine. I just, I never, I have not gotten a guy that is all intangibles, which he is, because he had. 35 points, like we just said. I think he had to find postseason actually, but in terms of point production, but still, he's not. He had 15 points in the playoffs. All right, that's fair. Um, But he's not really the guy that's like driving driving it there. Like it's, he's always on a line with somebody who's better than him, and is kind of dictating the play. So I really, I just don't understand the Tom Wilson contract, like, at all. But I, people wanted me to come on here and laugh, and I can't, I can't, I mean, I'm doing it, so, I, 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 can, I can laugh at it, it's just, it, I'm just kind of floored. Like, I don't understand who, I don't know who looks at Tom Wilson and thinks, yeah, let's lock it up for over half a decade for a pretty good amount of money. I'm not an NHL GM now, and apparently Intangibles is worth a ton when it comes to that, so. Um, let me... Oh yeah, I gotta log on to Twitter to see what these other questions are. It's gonna... yeah. Yeah, so a lot of questions about Simmons so far. And I'll start with... The general consensus. The, the main question seems to be training, training Simmons right now. And, um... How Paul brought up, um trading Simmons at the deadline uh, depending on where the flyers were in the standings and then also uh, Ted brought up the idea of trading Simmons for Dumba which would then in theory possibly mean trading Andrew McDonald or Racco Gutis which yeah let's do that. No, I'm, a, I'm fine with that. Um, where I come on the trading Simmons thing is I think I think Hextall likes him a lot. He seems very much like a Hextall type guy. He seems, I mean, everybody loves Simmons. Uh, And it's a really weird situation. It's a really weird situation to be in where a fan favorite, a lot of the fan base knows that you need to trade a fan favorite, and it's not necessarily because he's in steep decline yet. I mean, he could be coming up to that, and I think that's what a lot of people are assuming, but he had... Playing through apparently every single injury and on the man, he had twenty four goals last year and wasn't you know didn't look I mean he didn't look great at five he hasn't looked five and five good at five and five for a while, but he also uh started losing the power play spot to uh, Patrick. And I think I think Hexel wants to see how this year plays out for Simmons. Uh but I mean, if it doesn't go well, it's going to be hard to trade him at the deadline if he's not performing that well, and it's the last year of his contract. So it's it's a very it's a very weird situation they're in, and it's weird to see a lot of people kind of pushing to trade him. It's not weird, but it makes sense. Uh, it's just weird because he's a he's a big fan favorite, and I think if you do trade him, I think going for a right-hand defenseman would be the right option. Uh, I see Jeremy saying they just signed Dumbo. Yeah, they did. They did. uh, They signed Dumbo, but it was a. um, They were getting nearing arbitration. I forget if they went to arbitration or not, but it wasn't exactly an easy, smooth sailing uh, type negotiation with them. So maybe uh, um, Minnesota and Dumbo aren't on the same page when it comes to how skilled skilled and useful he is. yeah, getting another right-hand defenseman, especially for Simmons, would be ideal. I think they, they should move him because, I mean, if you let somebody like Simmons walk for nothing, that's not going to be the best look. And you could definitely get something for him. Uh, Dumbo is a good right-hand defenseman. Would, would I think he would be on the second pairing. Um, yeah, because, I mean, you wouldn't bump. Because he wouldn't bump Pro per- Ruff or Ghost down for him. Well, if he did, I mean, for Ralph goes to be on the second pairing. Um, okay, thank you, Matt. Um, it would be, uh, I mean, it would be pretty ridiculous because those guys, that, that was one of the more dominant uh, pairings across the NHL this season. So if they would somehow got moved down to the second pairing, that would be even an uh, easier competition for them. Gardner for Simmons. Cool. Man, yes. <laughs> any the, the thing about any trade offer for Simmons sounds pretty appealing to me, just because I, I do want them to get something for him. And you know the thing is, he had a really bad year and he was injured. He can still no nah, see even if he has a, a good year this year, I still want them to move him because if he has a good year this year, he's gonna want a bigger contract. And I just don't. I love him. I just don't think he's gonna live up to whatever contract. He's an aging power forward who just went through every injury on the man. He's just not He's not going to live up to the next contract. He just isn't. And even now when he's losing his biggest, the biggest reason why he's producing points, the time on the power play, he's lose, he seems to be losing out to Patrick. Or they can fill that with Patrick. There are some draft picks. Yeah, throwing a draft picks always helps any trade. Um... Jake Garner would be, I mean, I, I think i will be happy with that return. I also just don't want to help Toronto anymore. You know what I mean? They're kind of annoying. Like, I can't... I thought Tavares would leave and go there. thought it was a possibility, but it's just... Man, Toronto is just annoying. The media, I can't stand it. And now that they have Tavares, it's... There's no other team, apparently. And, um... There's no other team that's going to win the Cup, apparently. It's just going to be all... Just going to be a kick off for the Maple Leafs, so we may as well not even watch next year, guys. All right. Anyway, I finally got the questions up, uh, so I answered. Talked about Wayne Simmons a little bit. Brought up, brought up Ted's uh, Ted's question, the the trade proposal idea. Yeah, I mean, any way to get Andrew McDonald out of here. And Rako Gudis, overall, I think Rako Gudis as a third pairing guy is fine. Um, I mean, he usually posts good possession numbers and. If he can keep in the wild, you know, check-bar-fighting side inside of him and doesn't, you know, try and chop Matthew pro's head off a decent amount of times this year, that's fine. Um, I I think he can serve a, serve a purpose on the third pairing as a guy that posts, you know, above 50% Corsi 4 and... Kind of serves the role as a stay-at-home defenseman because he Raccoon Goose is a weird player too because he so many that the the, uh, the people that like the the deep dive numbers the analytics like him because he does drive play and then also uh, the people that are usually anti-stats like him because he's physical and that's usually not a trait that goes one on one with the guy that's able to drive play so um, any I mean he definitely had a I mean he had a terrible ending to the year especially in the playoffs he was. For a lot of reasons, he he sucked. Uh, the whole Kateri injury, and then apparently just became a member of the Penguins for a couple shifts there in Game 6, and just gave him the, the puck to see what would happen. Um, I, think he, I think he'll I think he bounce back, and I don't think he's going to be to put in a position where he has to uh, really step up and do too much. I think that, for me, the top four is Pro-Rof, Gossesburg, and I would hope Sanheim and McDonald, just because Sanheim is the only person who seems to get McDonald the post good play driving results so ideally that's the top six and then Gudis is on the third pairing with god I don't, I don't even know who would be there I mean we'll I, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there um, uh, Brennan also asked me are we going to see Konechny have over 30 goals and 60 points this season I want to say yes I'm going to say yes to that uh, he was on the first line for a good chunk of this season, and he seemed when he seemed to be breaking out and really becoming a true offensive threat across the league this year. It was during that time he was on the top line in January, and he had a five goal, uh, five game goal streak, I believe, and he had the two overtime winners, which were both insane, and all that happened. Well, he's playing on the top line, and this season, unless Haxtell does something pretty crazy, he's going to be he's going to be on the top line with Drew and Couturier most of the time. Drew and Couturier are pretty good. I mean, alone, obviously, and they're usually paired with somebody else pretty good too, like Vorchek Or in the playoffs, we want to go with Raffles, but Raffle's not really a point producer. You know that. Um, but if he stays on top line with Drew and Katoria, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't get 30 goals and 60 points. Also, he's going to be getting play, uh, power play time too, and the second power play, second power play is going to be improved one way or another just because of the JVR signing. Um, so it'll. I think he could get more points there. Although the second power play has always been a uh, not always, but it's been a problem the last couple of years in terms of actually helping on the scoreboard for the Flyers. So maybe maybe the addition of JVR does bump somebody down and actually improve that unit as well. Um, So... uh, Yeah, Paul, I I answered one of your two questions. Also, the the Wilson contract... I don't think the Wilson contract will affect the Simmons extension. I hope it doesn't. I hope they don't put those two guys in the same light. (laughs) Because there's really... (laughs) There is... There is no, um, I mean, there's no comparison for me. It's kind of insane um, if they think Wilson and Simmons are in the same stratosphere in terms of playing capabilities. So I hope it has no impact on the contract extension. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah, and then, John, thank you for the two questions. The first one, the serious one, I, yeah, I pitched earlier, Scott Law, which, again, if you guys missed that from the earlier live part of the uh, the scramble before my computers had to uh, do computer stuff. The Scott Lawton, I think Scott Lawton is fine at 3C this year. I like Scott Lawton as a bottom six guy. There seems to be a lot of people that don't like Scott Lawton across the fan base. I'm interested to know why that is. Uh, is it just because he was a first round draft pick who is now limited to the bottom six? Which is fine. I just. um, I'm just interested to see. Uh... Oh, okay. Okay, I understand. Well, um, I'm just interested to see where the, I guess, where the disliking for Scott Lawton comes from, because he seems to pass the eye test for me too, and the numbers are definitely there. So I'm kind of curious as to why some people are really not um, a fan of Scott Lawton right now. Uh, and then your second one, uh, I don't know. R. P. Patrick Sweezy though. That's all I know. I'm glad I'm actually getting questions because I was nervous I was gonna have twenty minutes of just like me talking about like like the fourth season of Seinfeld or something dumb. No, just basically dumb pop culture stuff, but um <laughs> uh Sarah's question of would the Flyers finishing lower than third in the Metro be considered a disappointment. I think so. Uh I, I think so. Because I think they're the most improved team in the division. Maybe not the not the best. Not the best because the, the pens and the caps are still there, but I think they've improved the most. The, the caps have kept the same roster, so they haven't really improved. I mean, they're still pretty good, but. And the Penguins, uh, the Penguins added Jack Johnson, which, sure. And, uh, I mean, the Flyers took away. I think the big thing people don't think about when it comes to the Flyers' moves this offseason, nationally at least, I know a lot of people talk about it among the fan base. The losses of Filppula and Manning, I don't think people realize how much of a uh, a contribution that's going to be, because a a big dynamic in how well the team's going to play apparently for the next couple years is going to be. Hextall relies on bad players at times, at times, work with me, and Hextall needs to be able to take those bad players away from them. And Hextall will do signings. Like, the Manning The Manning contract, when he was here, was not... Him being on the team was not Hextall saying, this guy needs to be used nightly. That felt like a seventh defenseman contract, and it felt like that was going to be his role. And then Hextall turned him into being a, a staple on the blue line. And I think it's the same type of thing with Belmar and Vandevelde. You know, Filippo started getting a lot of time at center when you shouldn't be getting time in the top six and the top nine. So it's just targeting those bad players for Hextall and then not bringing them back or removing them from the roster. So this year, I mean, this year is going to be Laterra. We know it's going to be Laterra. That might be why a lot of the pushback for Scott Long to be 3C is because everybody wants him to be the 4C, while Wheel is the 3C, which... I mean, if that's going to keep Laterra on the bench, that's fine. The problem is, you know, that's not realistic. Like, Laterra is going to be playing. Laterra going to play sixty some odd games this year because Haxall is a maniac sometimes, and he's going to be. He might be getting three C minutes, and I mean, Scott Law will stay four C, and then we'll be scratched. Now I I don't know. It's Laterra is the next the next Haxall toy that Haxall needs to get out of here. But after that. I don't know even I don't really know who the second worst option would be for Hextall to consistently overuse because Hextall didn't go out and sign anybody this season. Anyway, third in division. Yeah, I think they improved. <laughs> I don't know what the answer there. I think they improved. I think they are the third best team in the division. It's, uh, it's either going to be them or the Blue Jackets. I think the the Caps and the Penguins stay the top two teams in the division. I think so um and then the blue Jackets are did pretty well last season too and they've argued the same have gotten better or have gotten better um but the Islanders suck the devils are going to suck the ranchers are going to suck the devils should suck i should say that the devils uh, I, I i mean their season this season i was kicking and screaming the whole year with them cuz i did not think they were they were that good of a team and uh i don't know how they Pretty much, just Taylor Hall went nuts, and they got some bounces, and then they found themselves in the playoffs. I think, um, I don't think Taylor Hall is going to regress. I just don't think he's going to have a season where he led his team in points by like forty something points. I don't think he's going to single-handedly do that for his team again. And I think they made the team around him worse. So I'm hoping they tank pretty hard. I'm I'm hoping they just hit the 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 basement of the standings and i think they should be out of the playoff picture so i think it'll be those four teams the pens caps blue Jackets, fly hurricanes hurricanes every single season is they look pretty good on paper and then their goaltending just doesn't show goaltending literally does not show up till december so they lose those first 2025 20, games because they have like 700 save percentage and even i mean scott darling was a guy too who came in from chicago and i thought he was going to do pretty well and when you looked at his numbers in all situations, he did pretty well. And then as soon as he, as soon as he showed up in uh, North Carolina, he just fell apart. And apparently, that's just the goalie's thing. Uh, you know, they talk about Philly with that, but uh, I don't know if Carolina's that much better. So I, I'm going to mark it as a disappointment if they finish lower than third. Um, I don't care. Even if even if the Blue Jackets playing well, I want to see the Fire. I want to see the Fire's finish third in a legit like. This year's third was legitimate, but teams were trying not to play the Penguins in the first round. So a couple of those teams, like the Devils and the Blue Jackets, kind of messed up their last weekend of the season, so they will not have to play the Penguins. But I think this should be, I want to see a legitimate third third seed. And they should get it. And I want to see them win a playoff series. Uh, I think this year, I think it's been long enough. I think the addition of JVR is pointing them towards the fact that they should be you know, getting closer to contending and it's been a while since they won a playoff series and I think this will be a a pretty good year to do that and get over that get over that hump again. Um I think those are the only questions I got on on Twitter. I know I saw something about heart. Okay, so I think if Carter Hart plays this year, uh, sorry, Matt asked, do you think Hart will play this year? I, if Hart plays this year, I think it's going to be, I think it'll be like Drew back in 7 08, where he's going to get like one or two games. I don't think it's going to, he's not going to come up and have a consistent stream of games. It'll be a very unique situation where he'd have to come up and play. I shouldn't say unique. It's not going to be unique. The Flyers always need to get hurt. Um that's not really a crazy that's not a far fetched thing. <laughs> that could definitely happen, so uh but they go down and then something where there's like three games of four nights and the lion just doesn't look too hot in his first two games, so they need they need heart to come in. I I, I don't think the heart seeing a game or two this year is that crazy. I'm not expecting it though. Um I would expect more games next year. Uh, and I think I mean I'm just looking forward to Hart's progress in the uh the AHL this season to see how that's gonna go. Um, and I think I think it'll look fine down there. But in the NHL, I don't know. I'm excited for Hart too. I mean everybody's excited for Hart. This guy I don't need they, <laughs> you already know how well he is. I mean, how well he plays. He's done everything he can do in the WHL and the CHL and he looked pretty good at World Juniors so there's really I mean there's not much more you can ask out of a prospect to ensure that he's going to be pretty good in the NHL but there's no way we roll you're talking about what I was just talking about with the uh, divisional standings uh, yeah um, anyway um, what's your ideal first power play unit so right now, uh, so Drew, Gossespierre, Couturier, um, I, I think I have to keep the, oh, okay. Okay, I gotcha. Um, I think we keep the same unit we had this year. And then I think JVR's just put, yeah, I think JVR's just put on the second unit, I guess. That would be it. I think, because I think they want to give Simmons a shot to bounce back in the early season at least. Maybe he doesn't do too well in the early season, and then they turn to Patrick or JVR. But right now, I think they're going to keep the same unit because uh, I think JVR would probably slot into the Simmons or the the Couturier spot. But I don't. There's no reason to after the season Couturier had. I don't think. They would bring in JVR and bump Katori down to the second unit. That'd be a weird thing to do to reward a guy who had a 31 goal season by putting him on the second unit. Um, I think it's going to be the same five guys, that, and that would be that would be my ideal top five too as well. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll say that would be my five man unit. Second unit, I think that's going to be the really. Um, I think that's going to be the really interesting one, because I think it'll be Proveroff, JVR, Konechny, Um and then, I don't be I guess Patrick, yeah, I think I'm forgetting Patrick, so, yeah, the, the second unit's going to be an interesting one to watch. Okay, why is Luterra still on this team? Would you... I think, okay, so, uh, Charlie on Twitter asked, why is Luterra still on this team? Would a buyout... Really be too expensive to open up the roster spot. I think it's it's too expensive in terms of if they bought him out now and just let the contract ride out. There's one year left, and, it, I mean, it's going to suck, and he's making way too much money, but I think it's just easier to just take the one more year now rather than extend the the cap situation for him past this season, like deal with the buyout past this year. Which is... I'm kind of... But he did Hextel did buy out Umberger, and it was the same situation, so... I think it's a fair question to ask why Letera has been bought out. I also think they don't think Letera is that bad, which might be a problem. I don't think Hexal does, at least. And maybe... That might be a thing where Hexal kind of wanted Letera still on the team. Which, again, is concerning. That goes back to the whole Hexdall needs to take players away from Hexal idea. Um... But why? I think that's why he's still on the team. is Hacksaw still likes him. And uh, as to as for a buyout, even if they don't like him, I think just just one more, just deal with the one more year, and then get him off the team. Even if he only plays ten games this year, it's just one more year, and then that contract is done, and then you get to enjoy Jay O'Brien and uh, or you get the Joel Farabee and Morgan Frost out of uh, that Bray and Shen deal. So. Chris Uh, Chris Mbrokno asked, how bad are sports? Uh, Right now, not bad. I'll say that. I mean, gotta remember the Eagles are still Super Bowl champions. Flyer signed JVR. Uh, The Penguins didn't win the Stanley Cup. And uh, I believe the Phillies are rolling. I'm an Orioles fan, but I really don't... I haven't been following too closely with baseball in a while. I know the Orioles are terrible. I know the Phillies are doing pretty good, so... Unfortunately, my brand is taking a hit right now, but I will trade that because the Eagles are are world champions so and uh, It looks like the Flyers are gonna be doing pretty well And I, I know everybody's still pretty hyped about the Sixers even though they didn't land LeBron or Kawhi, so well, uh, I'm gonna say right now sports are doing Doing pretty well, they're not bad at all and then how many points do the Flyers finish the season with oh god, I um, See, uh, I think they break 100. They break 100 this year, they broke 100 this year. Yeah, I think I think they break 100 again, get like 45 wins, bunch of overtime losses. Uh, yeah, third in division, fourth in the division, in that area. Um, I think I they should be third in the division to me this year. And has Ron Hextall done making moves for this summer? Do you see him adding pieces of the deadline? The Flyers are doing well. What does he look to add? Uh, I think he's done. I think Haxall is done right now. I will say the one lingering concern I have is because the big debate is about 3C. And if I'm not mistaken, Antoine Fermat is still out there. And he would very much fill the role of a shitty vet that Haxall fall in love with. So that could be a painful addition. And that would be somebody else that... We would just have to wait for the contract to end. Like, do with Manning and Filpula. But I I think Hexall's done. I still fear that something like that might happen. And then that... But I, Hexal's been on record a bunch about letting the kids play and all that. So I don't, I don't think he's going to go out and get anybody. That's just a... That's just a worst outcome mindset. So I'm not too, too concerned about that. Um, pieces at the deadline. Uh i think this might be the first year he does i mean we he finally went out and got a big name player in free agency which he has not done yet but that kind of is a sign that he thinks things are progressing well and his team is aiming towards contending so i think he the team's doing really well near the trade deadline and there's a major thing that you can tell the flyers really need overall to I guess contribute like they need a PKer or they need somebody else on the power play or they need just somebody in the bottom six another guy in the bottom six that can score a lot I think he'll add them but I'm not sure it'd be interesting because I I don't know if Hexel is really necessarily at that point where he wants to start trading away I don't know if he'll be at that point where he's going to trade away draft picks to get guys for now and I think he's inching towards it. I think he's getting closer to that. Like I just said with the JBR signing. But I don't know. I think he realizes this, this team isn't quite there yet. Where they're going to be trading away a first or a second to get some big name guys. So I I mean if they do it would be something really really small. And maybe they would trade away. I have I have no idea. Like maybe they would do some middling prospect. Like they traded Cooper Maroney last season. <laughs> Maybe they find a way to package somebody like that and like a third for a, a bottom six guy. That would be my guess, but um I mean it all depends. it all depends on how it plays out. Uh we will we will see. Um Thanks for the questions, these are good questions so far. Um I keep trying to refresh my page. Sorry. Again, sorry, my computer was um Computer craft anime, so I'm doing this on my phone now and I have Twitter up on my computer which is a uh, it's a weird setup for me so I'm trying to look at questions I think I got all the Twitter questions and you guys didn't have too too many questions in here yeah see my, my webpage is closed too so my uh my computer's a good time uh, I gotta I gotta figure out what's going on with that I should probably figure out what's going on before the season 2 so I can uh get everything in order but uh, yeah, nobody's talking about Scott Lawton. I want to get one or two comments about Scott Lawton. That's all. And of course, if you joined... <laughs> if you joined just now, that sounds funny. Because I'd probably talk more. Steve and I, on flat probably talk about Scott Lawton more than most people should. So, I just... uh just want to know where the hate's coming from. I guess it, it has to be the first-round pick status. Would be my guess. Being a... Round pick, which is what a few people suggested me yesterday. That makes sense. Uh, other than that, I don't get it. Um, yeah. uh, so, I'm still looking at. Um, if you guys have any more questions, please fire away. I'm uh, trying to think of anything else I want to bring up here. Because I mean uh, Jordan Wheel, I mean Jordan Wheel's three seed too. He was. He played a lot of games at center last year, and I, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure when he did, he got he got ran over, like he just didn't do that well. So I'm not sure. I I, I don't mind giving him a look in camp. I just I don't know how well it's gonna go. Is my thing. Um, I, I'm hoping, like I said, I'm hoping it goes well because I do not want to see. The less Yori the Terror this season, the better the team is going to be overall. And I think the positive is Yori the Terror is the only real weak weak link on this team. I mean, there's Dale Weiss. Uh, I'm not sh- actually Alex. I'm not sure. let uh, Kansas. Um. Alex asked what invites the camp does hexi look at? Hmm. Uh, I think for this season Oh, I you know, I don't know. I really um, I, I don't know any I don't know who you'd be looking at it to bring in the camp. And um, if it's for current if you're talking about like prospects and everything. Yeah, I, I really don't know who looked would look to invite the camp, so. Uh, Lawton seems to be better on the wing. Yeah, I mean, that that's, that's fine. I mean, he spent most of the season at center, but... Yeah, I mean, even on the wing, he's fine than me. I just think he's defensively responsible enough that he should be... As a bottom six center, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think if you put him with if you're going to put them with Simmons and Lindblom, I think Lawton and Lindblom's capability to drive play five a 5-5 five helps Simmons a lot. And if Simmons doesn't have to do the legwork in terms of puck possession and keeping the puck with the Flyers, I think that will help him a lot at 5-5 five five in terms of point production, which, you know, if Simmons isn't going to drive play five a 5-5, five, but he's still going to put up a ton of points and goals and get 30, 35 goals, that's... I mean, that's the Simmons we want to see again. We... Didn't see it this year, but I, I think that's why I want Lawton at 3C. Um, Lawton on the wing, though, is, that's that's fine to me. I mean, uh, if Lawton's on the wing, though, that means Wheel and are the Terror are your two centers. Or, I mean, ideally, if Lawton's on the wing, then the is out, Frost is 3C, and then Wheel is 4C. So, that's another thing. I mean, if Frost makes a team, I'm all about that over Lawton at 3 Center. Uh, I mean, that's 3rd Line Center. That's... I still think it's a stretch Frost makes the team, but it's not as... Frost kind of has the feel of connect me and Pro and rough I guess, the, two years ago, that there's a chance they can make the team, but they need Frost needs to come in and just absolutely kill it for them to make the team, which... Uh, I mean, Pro Konechny did, and they made the team. So if he can kill him in camp, Hexel has shown that he is willing to give the kids a spot if they earn it. So I, hopefully Frost will make it, and then that's that's the end of the concerns for who's going to play a third-line center. Uh, we will have a Chris Vanderbilt night. Uh, yeah. I mean, most nights for me are Chris Vanderbilt nights when I watch the Flyers. I'm usually just watching the Flyers, and I'm like, why don't they have Chris Vandivelli anymore? We need more Chris Vandivelli. Because uh, I see exciting thing happen, an exciting thing out there happen on the ice. And I'm like, this is too exciting. We need to dumb it down. We need to make sure the other team's getting chances and we're not getting any of our own. Bring back CVV. We need some of that Vandivelli back in our lives. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Frobroff's another option too. Um, and, and Maddie and Uh, Brad seemed to be pretty big fans of uh, Vorobiev. And I mean, there's nothing not to like him about him, and he does seem to be the ideal Um, bottom six type guy, too. uh, In terms of defensive responsibility and everything, and doing the little thing right. Doing all the little things right. So hopefully, um, maybe not this year for him, but I think uh, I think 2019-20 is when Vorobiev will be up. (laughs) So, the Phil, <laughs> uh, they need to empty out all the both. Okay. So, you want them to bring in Farabee and O'Brien right now? Because that would be kind of crazy. Also, Rups off. Uh, we can talk about Rups for a second. Because he is somebody that I just did the 25 under 25, and I still have him highly ranked i think i put him 13th but he's a guy that's been he's a guy that's interesting to me just because people know he has skill and we still haven't really seen him uh flourish i guess because he hasn't really put up a, a lot of points in the qmjhl which is usually a point production factory and he has had a lot of struggles in his time in the Q. um I thought this was going to be the year he bounced back and had a bigger year, but maybe it will be 2018-19. Um, I'm kind of wondering where people stand on Rips off too. Because uh, he has shown... He, sh- he has You can see that he has a high-end skill. It's just, there's a lot of people that talk about... A lot of people close to him, like Scouts and Hextall and um, some others that have commented on... Kind of hints that he doesn't try hard enough. Which is not something you want to hear about a guy that's racking up points with ease. Like, if he had 80 points in 70 QMJHL games, and people were like, oh, he doesn't try hard enough, and that was the biggest knock, then I'd be like, who cares? But he's a guy that he's struggling to average a point per game in the QMJHL. And it's just kind of... You're kind of wondering, what's that related to, and how come... Not lazy, but just an effort of... Or just... Not seeing back checking out there or just a guy who's not able to do the little things to contribute offensively and just kind of is expected to get set up for points, which there are guys like that, but if you want to see that from a guy who's supposed to have high end skill in the QMJHL, so. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, oh, um, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, I would like to see him in the AHL. I mean, that would be my, that's my idea of throwing him into the fire. Uh too much Fortnite. Uh maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's up until five o'clock in the morning every night and he just uh he's just tired of practice and then games, he just doesn't care and wants to be home at f- playing Fortnite, so Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> um Come on. Right. So I've been going for a little bit of time, but Questions seem to be uh, slowing down. I don't have any um, additional questions here, but we can do a uh, do a quick recap. Um, pretty much talked about. Um, let me check. i to check on my phone real quick. Pretty much, Simmons. I think is going to. I don't think Simmons is ultimately going to be traded. It's a logical trade option for the Flyers. I don't think he is. I think Hexall likes him too much. And I don't think Hexall wants to do that to the team in the middle of the season. And I don't think the trade is coming right now. And he's going to be a free agent at the end of the the season. So I think I don't think Simmons is going to be traded. I would trade Simmons for I I think I would trade Simmons for Dumbo. I think given... Team lead. How well the defenseman Dumbo is. The right-hand defenseman. How young he is. And how Minnesota... I think Minnesota... I think Simmons would be a guy that Minnesota... I mean, a lot of places will want Simmons. But... Considering Minnesota is a type of team that is... um, Minnesota is a big expected goals forward. Not so much all-shot attempts type team. They're a very slow, methodical team that is about actually holding on to the puck without taking a lot of shots, and that kind of fits the mold of how Simmons plays offensively. And uh, I mean, I can just see him going up the Minnesota and being a, another big hulking guy like Eric Stoll that just kind of holds onto the puck and helps that system run along. So I I think a trade for Dumble would make sense, but and see, there seems to be contract issues with uh, Tom Dumbo up there on both ends. Um, what the other, uh, I expect the Flyers to finish at third in division. I really don't care how well the Blue Jackets are. I think they need to be able to be better than the Blue Jackets this season. Um, that's probably going to be their biggest rival when it comes to that, that third spot because I think the Penguins and Caps are still better. But the Flyers did get better this off season. I think they're definitely pushing towards being... The best team in the division, but they're not quite there yet. And I mean, hopefully it comes next season. And hopefully uh, the Penguins and Caps start losing players here. Uh, I would keep the same five-man power play unit. That would be my ideal one. Uh, we, what were, what were some, oh, Tom Wilson left. I, I would laugh at the Tom Wilson contract all day. Very bad deal. I can't... It's just an amazing deal. I, I can't believe you actually... Ooh, okay. Alright, that's a good question, Ryan. Uh, would Goudis and a pick be enough for a decent 3C? Uh, yeah. I, I think it would be. Uh, It depends on... It might have to be a second. No, actually, you know what? For a, a decent 3C? Like, decent 3C I'm thinking of... Like, Tyler Bozak is just a free agent. Um... Like uh, yeah, I think it, I think Gudis in the pick would be enough. Like Gudis in a, a second, I guess. Because if you're gonna give, if Gudis is gonna be the main player, Toronto wants Gudis. Okay, so if you okay, so Toronto wants Gudis, you're looking at Nazem Kadri as the third line center now. So Gudis and Kadri is the difference there. A with the Flyers have to give up a a second, a third. I mean, because I mean, I think most teams would take Kyle Trier with Gudis, uh, and Gudis is a right-hand defenseman. I know they, man, Toronto. <sighs> they already have. I mean, they already got Zaitsev locked up forever, uh, getting scored on, on that team. I don't know if they want to add. God, that would be a hilarious defense if they had Zaitsev and Gudis on that, and Hansey. Oh my God, what a terrible right side. That would be. <laughs> I mean, at the cost of Nazem Kadri, yeah, I think, but going back to your your question, Ryan, yeah, I think Goodis and the pick would be enough for a 3C. I think Kadri would be, like, Kadri would be fine 3C. Bozak would have been a good one. Um, I'm blanking on 3Cs now, but yeah, I think that would have been enough. I'll go back over the recap. Yeah, uh, I think Laterra's still on the team. Um, I think Laterra's still on the team just because either Hextall actually likes—I think Hextall actually does like him—but also I don't think he was bought out by Hextall because there's only one year left. It was two years and more. The kids were coming up this year. Like if it was a if this was 2019, 20, and Laterra had one more year on his deal. And you knew that Frost was most likely going to be on the team, verbia was probably going to be on the team, and then you know Provrof's contract um, extension kicked in and everything, and connecting everybody. I think I think they would have would have bought him out to save at least some type of money, uh, but because there's only one year left, I think he's going to tough it out. And then Hexal, I don't see doing. I don't see Hexall doing any trades until. I mean, it depends on what's going on in the trade deadline. But for right now, I can see him doing it if the team is close. Like if they are somehow in second, yeah, I see them making it. Probably making a trade to an extent. They're you not know, doing better than most people expect them to be. So. All right, guys. I've been going on for a while. Um, I haven't gotten questions for a while a little bit of time, so I think I'm going to wrap it up here, but uh, thanks for for the few that have stuck around, thanks for sticking with me through the the, the restart after my computer acted up about 4 minutes into the other one. Uh, thanks for the questions today, and uh, I know it's very slow moving. Simmons Haggis and prospect Prospector first round pick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but is. I guess my question then, Jason, would be what Ottawa would want. Uh, Jason threw out the idea of Simmons had good as a prospect or first for Carlson and Wheel. Yeah, see, I think that's just a lot. Like, a lot of quantity doesn't always equal quality. So, Simmons is a guy who we're trying to move because he's gonna have to get paid a lot in his next contract which Ottawa doesn't like paying people Hag's already a 7th defenseman pretty much Gutis isn't exactly the best defenseman either and then the first round pick would be the most appealing thing but if you're getting Carlson I mean if you're gonna be trading for Carlson that's um I don't know They, I think they will want somebody better than just Simmons and Gutis being the two big guys out of that so but I mean we'll see. I mean I'm still surprised the Carlson Deal hasn't gone down. Um anyway that's that's a topic for another time. But thanks for thanks for tuning in, in late July. I know there's not a lot to talk about, not a lot going on, but just me rambling here. And uh thanks for uh thanks for sticking with me. So um hopefully I'll be doing this again soon. Uh not sure when, but Thanks for tuning in now. Make sure to listen to BSH Radio on Monday or the the podcast on Tuesday. And then Steve and I will have fly verbally coming out this week. I should have some more stuff coming out. should have a piece on Wyatt, Wy- uh, yeah, Wyatt Wiley, uh, a couple of breakout performances this season, and uh, maybe something else this week. So, all right, everybody, I will catch you later. Thanks.